nice station wagon to have around the house. The 1974 Volkswagen, covered by VW Owner Security Blanket. So today on Let's Talk VWs, I brought in a friend of mine, Chris Clark, that uh, I've known for a long time here in Las Vegas, and he's a fantastic artist he's built plenty of cars you've seen some of his cars i know that you have in some of the magazines a lot of the dreams that he's created on paper have been built in real life he's built quite a bit of them chris welcome to the show uh thanks bill uh i think this is a really great idea i i uh heard that uh tv ads 10 pounds so or my skinny shirt right no uh, i hopefully that <laughs> in my case it's 50 bit. so oh, okay okay but uh um, so what i wanted to start off with Chris is uh, an artist to the nth degree. Chris has done, uh, works in mostly hand media type stuff, spray paint, uh, pencil, paint, whatever it is. And also with metal, he builds a lot of cool cars. Uh, if you remember back when we had the underground garage, he did the big graffiti mural that was in there and he's done a lot of, a lot of different stuff like that. But, but Chris, like when did you start getting into art? Well, uh, my uncle was a good artist. Um, and that's the first memory I have of him doing, uh, you know, characters and, uh, a lot of Roth, Ed Roth looking stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, ironically he was, uh, his girlfriend at the time had a Volkswagen. Uh, and that's one of the first persons that I can remember that I thought that, you know, everybody in my family always had old cars, but something about that, uh, really stuck with me. My grandmother said that that was like my third word is Volkswagen because of that car. So uh, that's that's probably how I got into drawing those vehicles and and that whole thing. So you're so that's what kind of gets you. So you start off getting into art and then you find out. I mean, really, there's a lot of people that like I like to draw. I'm not good at drawing, but there's a lot of people that like like when did you realize that you were really good at drawing? Uh. I guess, uh, again, my uncle saw me drawing and uh, mentioned that he thought it was good yeah. for a person that was young. You know, I'm six years, six years old sitting in front of the you know, TV, but I'm not watching TV. I'm drawing on something. So that's when I started with that. So Chris, if you've ever seen, there's a three-door bug out there. It's gone through Barrett-Jackson. It was really cool. The guy I'm sitting next to is the guy who built that car. Is the guy who drew the car and then built the car. Um, some of the other cars that he's drawn, he's he's done tons of artwork that I'm sure you guys are really familiar with. He's done uh, the Brat Box, uh, the VW ice cream truck that you started fabricating and then mm -hmm. kind of sold that. You drew the triple cab and... Uh, what Kevin McCain saw the drawings of that. Right. Uh, when we were both working uh, with George a little bit at the wagon. Right. And... Uh, he just happened to sell two vehicles that uh, a messed up single cab and then a panel bus uh, equally as rough. Uh, and then he, he, the drawing hit him and he, you know, I always wanted to build it, but I never was in a position to. He ended up buying those two vehicles back to build it. Oh, really? So uh, we both went over to his place and uh, like, you know, one weekend we really cut into it. 
So you you actually had a hand in helping him weld it, mock it up, and do a lot of that. Yeah, of yeah. I couldn't wait to uh, couldn't wait to help him get that idea into a real thing, sitting in the garage, kind of tacked together, uh, mocked up. You know, right. he did he did uh, you know ninety percent of the the finish work and and bringing it all together. Right. You know, because uh, he's really good at. Uh, uh, all that stuff. And all sanding, paint, body, and finish just, stuff. Yeah, and for his first, uh, first rodeo, I thought that was awesome, too, because he hadn't done any major fabrication, cutting a car up and right. putting two together. He hadn't done that. So, uh, yeah, I was excited about that one. That was, that was, a, that was a fun project. Yeah, it's a pre- that's a pretty bold move. I think so- sometimes the hardest part in doing something is, like, the first step, like committing to do it, like taking the saws all to it, getting to it, because you know that yeah. once you cut into it, Am I going to mess it up? <laughs> there's, yeah. there's kind of no turning back. First one, the, the, the first car, so we can go way back to the early 90s. You had the, yeah, the 58. The 58 bug. So the 58. So I ended up with the 58. I had all kinds of other cars in between there. My first car was a 65 Dodge Dart, you know, uh, and I thought it was cool. It was all original, super nice for my grandmother, actually. Right. Uh, and then my first uh, VW was a bus. I bought three buses, and this will put it in a time frame. I bought three buses. I think I had about $1,000 in all three. Right. Two of them ran and put one together that I liked that was a deluxe. You had 2500 bucks into a deluxe bus. You, got, yeah. you, you bought three buses now for 1000 thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. So so I had uh, you know 2500 in this thing by the time I was done. So that just puts a time frame on when all this was happening because now, you know, that's unobtainium almost for most people. Right. Which is another reason why I ended up getting into VWs. The first one back to the 58, um, I really wanted a 36 Ford. Right. But, uh, you know, that was not in my price range. I just didn't have the money. So I ended up trading that bus for the first build I did, yeah. which was that 58. So that, so that 58, so that some of our listeners can remember, uh, if you go back, I think it, it, they snuck a picture of it into Volk's world back in the 90s when you showed it at a, uh, a VW Classic. And it was, it was funny because the, the picture says Don really likes his accessories and his license plates were like 326 Don was just a regular issue plate. <clears throat> yeah, I was, uh, I've always been into uh, rebellious punk rock uh, stuff, uh, anti-establishment or whatever. So uh, in my rebellion, I didn't fill out the placard. Yeah. So they didn't know whose car it was. So they were, they, they uh, <laughs> they just put Don because that was on the plate. Right. So it's kind of funny. So, yeah. So that, so that car for, to, to bring people kind of back to where that, to what that car was, that was the car back. It was a, kind of a two-tone metallic, like an aqua and a, mm-hmm. and a kind of a teal silver or like a silver yeah. and it had big white walls with five twenties on mm-hmm. it. it, had fender skirts, but lowered, which lowered. Hadn't, I hadn't seen at the time. And then people probably remember it because it had the Harley fishtail tailpipes and mm-hmm. so it really had a it really had a unique vibe of I mean, I mean for sure the car was different it was definitely a car that stood on its own back then and so that's the first car that kind of was your finished car yeah and then the next project it's, it's a while then till the next one but the next one you you roll out is the Reich post tell us about the Reich post <clears throat> actually uh in secession i think probably the one that i did the most fabrication on and it was started out started out as an experiment is the uh, Section 8, the chopped Volksrod. Oh, the, so the, the green one. The Section 8 was before the Reich Post? Yeah. Was yeah. it? Yeah, I, I put that one, uh, I bought a Baja for a couple hundred bucks, and I, I'd always wanted to chop cars, right. you know, and uh, customize them. I really liked that uh, era. 
So uh, I figured this was a perfect one. If I couldn't chop an egg, right, uh, then I should, probably shouldn't be doing it. That's probably the hardest one. As I say, it's probably the hardest thing to chop is is a, is a radius. Right, roof and, like that. and it was cheap. And uh, it took in section eight. The name of the car came from eight pieces to make the roof chopped. Oh, nice. So my view on that too was always like, uh, if you'd never seen the roof line of a Volkswagen or any car for that matter. Uh, it would look like it's supposed to be like that. Right. Looks like it was some cars are super chopped and squished, and sometimes they're awesome that way. You know, just the exaggeration of the cartoon effects. But I really wanted to make it look like I didn't want to make it look like something else. I wanted to make it look like custom Volkswagen. Well, in Section Eight, I think Section Eight. What what I really liked about Section Eight was that I loved how it was a it was a completed Volksrod. If you can, if we can classify it as kind of a Volksrod, because that's when like the Volksrod thing was it was this was a little bit before the Volksrod thing was getting going. But you had like actual thirty two Ford wheels and stuff on there, or you had like some early fifty Chevy uh, rear wheels, eighteens. Okay, uh, and the nice, spokes, like yeah. the, the spoke wheels. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the fronts were actually Chrysler three hundred temp spare rims, and then the the tires were. Uh, like 37 mg uh you know they're fendered mg i pinstriped mg for a guy and he gave me a set of tires nice so uh that's all kind of fell together and that project happened really fast everything just kind of fell into place you know and and so in respect like the whole volksrod thing like i wasn't really super pumped about the volksrod scene and all that kind of stuff like for me it was just kind of like eh, you know whatever because i i kind of saw it as like everybody would just kind of hack off a fender and slam it and then do a, a not, lot of that. not so great chop and then call it a volt rod, but then it's not finished. And one of the things I really liked about your car that I remember is like, I looked at the car and, and your car had a theme, a beginning and end, and it was done front to back. And it was, and, and it didn't cost you. I mean, you did it all in your garage. You know, it's not, it's not a car. Carport. That, yeah. It's, it's not a car that, uh, that cost a ton of money to build because it was all your time and labor. But I mm-hmm. think your creativity really was shown through that car in the in the taking things you wouldn't normally use for seats and making those as seats and i was like dude there's a link to the military yeah military barracks folding chairs i mean it had a whole thread that ran through the car that really i dug it you know didn't you have you had a shovel on it or something like that yeah uh just to pull that military originally it was going to be called red baron yeah uh but there's like four red barons there's drag cars and there's some other bugs are called red barons so i didn't do red baron uh, plus, D- Tom Daniels did a Red Baron. It was actually a helmet uh, that yeah. you drive in, you know. So I'm like, well, I think I should probably. I ended up with etching primer, which was green, and I really liked it, and that's that's the way it stayed. So, so. that car, that that car was really awesome. And on our nice. on our video, uh, on our on our on our YouTube page, you'll be able to see car these pictures of these cars as we kind of go through the video and discuss these things. But if you haven't seen them, uh, check it out on our YouTube page. They're, they're really awesome, really unique rides. Now tell me, so, so the next car that you roll out is the Reich post. Yeah. That's probably the next major surgery. I mean, that was a, that, that's a long, that's a lot for those that aren't familiar with the Reich post. If you look at any of the old VW historical archives, they have a Reich post, which is like a mail delivery vehicle, right? And, right. And, Reich post means local post office. And, and, and so it has a, like a big, doghouse essentially on the back yeah. where you just load all the super cargo. aerodynamic yeah it's like a big box mm-hmm. just cut and sectioned into the back mm-hmm. of a in the back oh, of a they also had ambulance too yeah 
Yeah. And so it, it had a really Which I cool... hope you're not really seriously hurt <laughs> in an ambulance in one of those with a 25 horsepower. You're going you're to bleed out. I'm yeah, sorry. Probably. Probably. <laughs> so, Lots of IV in those. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And so on the Rike Post, that was a ton of work. It, Ned, walk me through the Rike Post. That started out as what? And what kind of things did you graft into that car? Because there were some different pieces and parts that were in that car that weren't original to the car. Right. Well, I started out with... Uh, I bought a... I traded uh, for a oval that was rusted from the door handles down. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to make it ratty and just make it strong, um, f- you know, physically, but make it look like it had been found in a field or something, like it was a real one. Um, but I ended up uh, chucking that idea because it was a lot of work and I, I kind of wanted to make it r- a really good car. So I ended up trading for another uh, body. Uh, to uh, Derek uh, Campbell, um, a 65 that was really solid. So uh, I cut the roof section off at around the hood area, right. and the whole dash section, so I could have the small window that a, a split window would have. An early splitter oval, de- right. oval windshield. Right. So, uh, so I got that piece fabricated uh, and lined up. And then the doors are wrong. You know, the doors on those cars are frames are skinny right so another friend of ours uh back in the day and you know todd west he uh he had a bug that was a 54 53 or 54 rib door car right that somebody had suicided the doors on before he got it and he finished the car and then it traded hands and ended up getting wrecked or something but i i ran across the doors at a uh a volkswagen shop yeah. So I convert them back to normal doors. So that's where I got the doors. Uh, so it had the right look. And then I didn't want to use a real split window dash because I think I feel like that should be in a real split window, even though mine was a replica. That's weird. It's almost like you wouldn't want to cut out a split window roof section that's hanging on the wall behind us. Who would video. do that? <laughs> Don't worry. That was a rollover. That, that, I got that. Yeah. From, I got that piece from Kevin McCain. So, Ironically, uh, <laughs> that car I got the H pattern apron from. Right. Uh, and a couple other pieces, small pieces that, uh, oh, uh, the dash pods. Yeah. Um, Cause that a couple had, of switches. The, the right post had a split dash in it, right? I, yeah, but I hammer formed it. So, oh, really? So I used a split window dash that another, at a VW shop had hanging on their wall as a template. And then I made a wood buck of the openings, and then I had the pods and one trim ring for a glove box door, deluxe glove box door. So I hammered that out and then welded that in. I actually used a roof section from the 65 roof that I cut off. Why'd you use the roof section? Because of the curve? Because it's already the right convex, already the right egg shape. So you hand formed that dash? Yeah. And you're like Jesse James. Well, Jesse James forges his own steel, so you really you need yeah. to step no, it up that dude. Yeah, I need to get a, a mill and, <laughs> and get a big chunk of stainless steel and hammer it into a gun is what I need to do next, but I, I guess. But I, I think that's... Uh, I think that's that's really awesome that uh, that I mean you know I I think t- to me it comes out as like the true Renaissance man like the guy that like you want you realize the preservation of not wanting to cut up a split window dash and then you want to form it yourself and you have you you, you look at the time money equation you go I could probably get more time and I'll just hammer out a dash and then yeah. the, and then there's I didn't be, have a lot of money for that I had thirty five hundred bucks in that car yeah I so. mean that car was and that car in and of itself was really in my opinion and i'm not even i am not a ratty car guy i'm not a I'm, but i love all your builds that you do because they all nice. they stop people in their tracks they look at them they get attention 
And it, to some degree or another, they always end up inspiring people to build other cars. And so that's kind of what, yeah. in my opinion, what the hobby's about is kind of is passing on that inspiration because as car guys, I think that's what that's what we experience when we're a little kid walking on the street and we see mm-hmm. a car and we're just like, yeah, I'm well, a car guy. A lot of people see those kind of cars and they think it's unobtainium. It's just like this thing. Oh my gosh, you know, how do I, how do I afford to do that? Right. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, being able to build stuff and, and, you know, I, as much as we talked about the Volksrad stuff, a lot of it being just super ratty and just drivable. And that's kind of the theme. Still, I like the idea that they're putting something together that, uh, themselves, and then they get to go out and enjoy, uh, at car shows and make friends. And, uh, that's what it's really about. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I mean, I love talking to people about those cars. Well, they're, they're naturally a conversation starter because it's like, I think the, the most amazing thing to me, at least that I've been so hugely impressed with is like, you'll start out with an idea on paper and then, you know, one day, uh, Chris has got a ton of drawings and, I, and I'll, and I'll play a lot during this, uh, during the video version of this podcast and, and I'll have a lot of pictures mm-hmm. of stuff that Chris has done and Chris did a like bunch of... Like this one here, passing. Yeah. <laughs> and so there, there's going to be uh, another a, one, a, a lot of different a lot of different ideas that he has, but I, you know, one day I'm looking forward to seeing the, uh, type 34 Gia wagon that you drove. Oh, yeah. I think that would be, Oh yeah. Pretty... Where am I going to find a type three? <laughs> Who do I know? I think I know a guy that has a couple of those. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> around. I don't know. I've got, I, you know, I've got, I've got two type 34 projects here ready to get started. It just needs the, uh, the square back roof section pushed by a guy here. But I've got well, parts, a parts type 34, and I have uh-huh. a type 34 that I'm Yeah, building. see, and those cars are uh, really as rare as all the pieces are. Um, you still see them for relatively cheap because if you don't have everything, you're kind of not going to have everything. And that's, yeah, so. Well, and I don't know if you've heard recently, but there was one that was sold for a substantial amount of money. And that, it, in, indirectly, that pushed up the prices because... Mm-hmm. As soon as said person sold their last Type 34, they instantly jumped on the internet to buy another one with oh, that instant oh, regret. Right, right. I've heard of that. And then they happening. sold it immediately. So, so, so the that, price is kind of pushed up a little bit. Right. Yeah. That person should have bought a few cheap ones. Correct. And then sold the that initial one that was in no way close to the ones that you see average. Correct. You know, $3,500 ones. No. I mean, they're... And the I, difference between and, the two. And what's interesting is that is now the $10,000 Type 34 Gears are going for $30,000. I mean, that, that that's a whole other topic. for a, a, We could go an hour just on that in, in and of itself. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the one thing that I'll say about Type 34 Gears is uh, about 49,000 of them that they made in uh, in, in an uh, eight-year production run. And in 1951, they made 100,000 split-window Beetles. So to put the perspective of the yeah. rarity of those cars, yeah. I, my personal opinion, I believe that they've been hugely undervalued for Absolutely. a long, long time. Absolutely. But uh, Okay, flashback. Same time frame as that first VW bus. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, Andy, we bought three here in town. Three Type 3 Gias, and he probably had... 2000 and all of them right oh and you know gosh. two of them ran you know one of them was flawless except somebody had torched the wheel wells because right. we're in the desert That's and what you do. you're gonna find a ball you you and it's gonna be knobbies? a Baja. And, and in fact the same guy had done that there's like a row of squarebacks buses bugs type for and they all had the same torched That's wheel sweet. wells 
So we cut out of another car that was rolled over. Yeah. And uh, he fabricated uh, back in the wheel wells and made a really nice car out of it. Yeah. That's, uh... And he still has a rollover one um, that uh, he wanted to make into a convertible. I don't know how far the project has gone now. Yeah, that's our that's our that's our buddy Andy, and we'll probably get uh, Andy online in a future episode. He's been uh, he's been involved with Type Thirty Four Giz quite a while. I mean, Super he, good artist too. Yeah, he's a, he's a really great artist as well. So, um, so let's get back to talking about. So you finish the Reich Post, mm-hmm. and then the next project that you do after the Reich Post, what's what's some stuff you've been working on since then? Well, I guess simultaneously I was doing the Barn Door Ice Cream, uh, and that kind of just fell in my lap. Um, that bus had been T-boned, uh, so much so that the driver's side wheel-to-wheel distance right. was uh, shorter than the unhit side. In other words, it you the bus, and, oh, wow. I, and I cut it and bent it back. I mean, you're talking two inches, but wow. I cut and bent it back. So again, even though I still get, I still get a two months ago, I got somebody emailing me, um, about uh, how I shouldn't cut up Volkswagens, uh, <laughs> well, uh, particularly that bus, and I'm I'm like, they, you know, they just don't have any idea. Uh, specifically, trying to find um, something that nobody wants. Nobody wanted it, right? You know, uh, and then and then not making it. I didn't try to make it a uh, uh, Benz, right? I didn't try to make it. Uh, you didn't put twenty twos on it with airbags. And I all didn't that stuff. try to make it a. Uh, 37 Ford or I didn't try to make it still it was still a Volkswagen and that's kind of the thing you know leave it what it is let it be true to its core that's that's the way I like to do it but maybe with a twist on it yeah so. I think it's, it's interesting because you know anytime you do something a little bit different you usually get you get people that love it and people that hate it mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of those things where you know my one of the things that I'm big on is I believe that VW's they are a blank canvas for anybody who wants one to express themselves with it. That's the greatest thing about the hobbies that there's, there's different people from all walks of life in it. And, uh, some people just can't understand that. Like I said, you know, you're talking about split windows and the scarcity of split windows and, and the volume of production that they had. I mean, there's really a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I really think it kind of really kills the hobby when there's someone who just mandates that this is the way you have to have your car. But listen, there's, there's usually, there's, there's those two camps. There's kind of the custom camp and then there's the re- restoration camp. And I think there's plenty of, of both, but, uh, you know, like I said, that's a, I mean, like we go for an hour in that conversation, but mm-hmm. you, you, you know, and, it's, and I call it a success. If somebody complains <laughs> right. about something I built that didn't take them, doesn't take anything from them. Yeah. Uh, and not knowing the story, you know, uh, well, it, it invoked emotion out of them one way or another. <laughs> it, it did. It did. And then uh, maybe they'll get one and build it better than I did in their opinion. And indirectly. And either, in, either way, they get to build a car, go to shows, meet people, have fun with it. Indirectly inspiring. So what, what are you going to do? Watch TV? People. I mean, you're outside doing something, right? So what happened with the ice cream bus? Did it end up getting uh, sold a few yeah, years back? Yeah, I, I, I did. I sold it. Uh, I How sold far it. along was it? I, I think it was probably 50%. There so it the, needs some more welding. It didn't run stuff like that. Rough metal work was all done. Yeah. So okay. uh, uh, I sold to a guy, and his uh, I think he had a family, uh, like a creamery uh, company or something like that. That was grandfather or something like that. And he was going to paint it like that. You know, make it a creamery bus. Uh, 
But for, you don't know what, you don't know what I, happened. I saw a picture of it, and it just looks the same. Okay. It just sat. So it stalled, which honestly, I mean, uh, you know, most people see a finished product, don't really know what it takes. Obviously, the average person doesn't even take care of a car that's already nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see 2017s that look like they've been chewed up and, and spit out. Right. You don't really understand what it means to take care of something. But when something like that comes up, and it isn't perfect by any means, and it never no. was a perfect bus. Nope. If it was a perfect bus, in fact, it had Charleston uh, Charleston Supply, electronic supply or something like that from here in Las Vegas, lettering. I know a guy that you got. I, I, I know he got that guy. With the, yeah, you know that guy? From. Yeah. So... Uh, this guy. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, uh, I almost didn't want to do it because I understand that that historical value. Yeah, yeah. Is, but, it, is it near like? But nobody wanted it. It's bent in half. But the the reality. But here's the reality. Back in the day when those cars got hit like that, and that bus got hit hard. To I know, do that to that, those are considered a one ton frame. Yeah, full I mean, structure. That bus. That bus was. Uh, first it was a panel, so it's not, it wasn't a 23 deluxe and it wasn't, you know, and it wasn't a walkthrough panel, just a regular panel. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, that bus would have been in any other city, any other place and under any other person's ownership would have been headed for the scrapyard. Matter of fact, it was in a scrapyard when I pulled it out of the scrapyard. And I think what you did to it just added to it. I mean, I, I come from the school that I believe one day people look back and be looking to find those Chris Clark builds. I mean, that's just my personal opinion because there's so much of you in each one of those cars and they're so unique because it's your vision. So speaking of your vision, what, what project do you want to do and what would be your ultimate project to build? If you can put a project out there right now that you, that you want to build, like what do you, what would you like to do? Uh, honestly, I like all kinds of vehicles to me, cars and Volkswagens, uh, in general, are just, it's just another media yeah. art, art media. Um, I mean, I I could pull out a drawer of drawings of cars that I want to do. But since this uh, is a I Volkswagen mean, <laughs> podcast, give, yeah, give, yeah, no, give I mean, me, give me like if okay, if if the check was cut and like here, Chris, build it. What do you build? Like you don't you don't worry about time. Type three Gia Squareback. The Type three Gia Squareback. Yeah, huh? and and I have seen the factory, rendering and, and, and factory and, looking car, and, and that's you know my stuff is custom. I like to do custom stuff. But it's factory. The third the third door wasn't candy purple. It was, right. It was a Volkswagen looking color. It was uh, Mercedes green. Yeah. So uh, we'll put a picture up of the of the rendering that Chris did of the uh, of the Type Thirty Four uh, station wagon, which I think is it's a pretty wild looking rendering. And r the reality is, if that car were built to this day. Uh, I, I mean, I think even the people, all the, uh, the stock people would appreciate the, the time, effort, and energy put into making that car look like a factory prototype. I mean, I think, I think you probably I definitely get hate mail, which again, would be comes with the uh, territory, kind I of guess. success, but there it is again. Like I wouldn't want to do it to a super pristine one, right? you know, cause there's only one of those in that condition. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I found two, it made one car out of it. Yeah. I'm game. You know, no. and then there's there's something that nobody wanted right. made it into something usable. Yeah. So well, and that's the that's the interesting part is as the as time goes on, we start seeing people build depending on the scarcity of the original vehicle, we start seeing people build cars out of the front bulkhead of a super rare bus that they find uh -huh, of a nineteen fifty two bus and they're gonna just 
funky green panel the rest of the thing and, and, yeah. and build it out and finish it which is yeah. look that's that's awesome just getting more back on the road i think that's that yeah. i think that's so i, I saw a bus much work. recently uh that popped up for sale and it was fifty five hundred dollars i'm like oh man 63 panel uh, in arizona and uh I'm like, oh man, that sounds cheap. And then I'm like, well, what? So, I mean, there's no floor. It's completely rotted. Came and off I, the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I thought there's another vehicle I want to do back to vehicles that I would like to do is I wanted to do one that is uh, kind of a, a half scale. Right. Um, with the wheels on the outside. Picture a 32 Ford body size. Yeah, with the you, wheels on the outside. A, you have a drawing of this. I'm drawing that. I think that would be like. A, What's that one called? What's that drawing called? Uh, I don't know. Oh, we'll, put, we'll get a picture of that on there because I've you know I've seen yeah yeah I'll, seen these drawings and and the the renderings are really fun. I mean that's that's what I love about your artwork is when you take these renderings and you and you there's so much thought time energy put in the rendering and it just has a flow. They look so good. Uh, and, and I'll put, I'll showcase some of Chris's renderings on our website, on the blog post about this on Let's Talk V Dubs, um, where Chris has got so many different renderings. I mean, he did some American Muscle renderings of cars that they never made, like the the, the Camaro El Camino, you know, and yeah. some some really Why cool stuff. Why didn't they do that? It looks <laughs> like it should have been done, kind uh, of thing. Yeah, just really cool stuff right. like that. So uh, Chris is Chris has got a ton of talent. So. Uh, you also have, you have something you've been working on called Trailer Park Limo. Tell me a little bit about Trailer Park Limo. Uh, Trailer Park Limo is along the lines of what we've been talking about. Uh, building something uh, relatively cheap, um, having fun with it, going to car shows. Um, instead of having something that is uh, a project that you, you know, have this vision of this candy painted, perfect, flawless floor. It's got to be a two-door hardtop. It's right. got to be this and that. Which, you know, you can always go back to that. But if you find a, a, any, any classic car, anything pre-70. Right. And some lowering, some cool wheels, or even vintage stuff that's... I see all the time. I'm like, man, that makes such a neat cruiser. Um, and that's kind of what Trailer Park Limo is about. Yeah. Uh, Trailer Park Limo in the name is, you know, if you were, uh, <laughs> had a certain vehicle in a trailer park, if you had a four-door... Uh, Imperial, right? It was the like a rust hole, like but a it was lowered. Had some white walls. You would be the king, right? You know, you you that'd be the limo of the trailer park, or even that era of the uh, the jacked up mag wheels. And I remember my uncle having those. Just just the just, just spacer block lift kit, yeah, like you just, slap just, it in you know, there, jack up the back of the car. Puts that's the, just what people did. I think I think that formed from uh, the gassers that didn't get finished. Well, they put a straight axle in the front. They got the back done. They're like, eh. That well, looks pretty cool. But I think a lot of it also came from when they'd buy bigger wheels for the back for more traction. Right. They didn't want to cut the body, so they raised the body up to clear the wheels. Right, right. And, yeah. Uh, and that's where you get that whole stink bug look from. Yeah, but yeah. It's, so it's, it's more akin to the lower socioeconomic areas like uh, trailer parks and stuff yeah, like that just I, because it's resources. You're back to resources. Yeah. And, and Plus that time frame. You know, it's funny, the optimism. A trailer park, you got a trailer in the 60s and the 70s. By 80s... It was like, oh man, you know, run down because they're not made to last. Right. You know, the teeter boxes are just temporary. Yeah. But back then in the '60s, that was like the future of living—a right. a house you can move anywhere. Right. You, know? you don't so live here anymore. Load it up. The, and the optimism it of that, I kind of like the feel of that. You yeah. know, um, back then it was uh, people were really optimistic about any. You know, that's why all these old cars got thrown away. 
Yeah. They just thought it was going to be better and better and right. better and better. Everything gets better. They make that out of plastic now. Bakelite. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, junk, yeah. So, Trailer Park Limo is uh, uh, about having fun driving a cool car, a classic car, something with attitude um, for cheap. And it's, kind of, and it's kind of from the school of just start with what you have. Take what you yeah, have yeah. and put your cool into it. If you're never going to have money to paint it, um, making it clean and having the seats good and having it look right, the right stance is cool. It's fun. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what it's about. And I was selling some stickers and a few t-shirts. <laughs> so you'll see, there'll be a link on our uh, website to where uh, you can get to Trailer Park Limo, buy some of his stuff. But And now you're starting to roll behind your brand that you're yeah. starting to put some time in. Yeah, I put together a website that's just... Um, Chris Clark Customs, yeah. the, all the stuff that I like. I like drawing. I like doing. I like. So uh, maybe we'll help uh, inspire some people to have some fun with these. You know, it's a weird time frame uh, with electric cars right now. Right. And the whole vision of the future being this autonomous thing. And um, it's kind of a sad thing. I mean, this, the freedom of these mobile things that you can, rolling art. And, no, no, absolutely. You know. well, well, if you look, if you go back to like what a car meant, the car started out as like, this is the piece of transportation that gets me from here to there. And then it became like, well, what makes mine different than the next guy? Mm-hmm. Then the personalization rolls in there. And then, then the companies start getting to like, what does the consumer want and what are people excited by? And then, which is my favorite time in automotive building period is the sixties bar none, because the sixties was like the set, the fifties is like when they had a dream, but didn't really have the skill. And then right. the 60s was like when... Well, the guys in the 50s got together, and they're car guys. Right. And they're like working on them. And then by the 60s, they had gone to college. And now they can design and, cars. Yeah, and now they were designing now cars. Now you got cars with wings and things you and don't need. And rocket ship tail You don't need and that just, stuff. And just cool stuff. Yeah, right. But I mean, I think that's what... And that's why I'm so in love with the 60s as far as cars, just because there was something so futuristic. It was just about... Like, man, anything's possible. Like optimism. You, you just think this is a, a Chrysler 300? No. It's no, got this no. it's got this rocket ship dash it's in it. It's the G. It's, yeah. Chrysler 300 G. <laughs> right. You know, it's a special model for every year. I mean, in 62, uh, Chevy had a 13 different models. Of the Impala. Uh, uh, yeah. Of, that, uh, of, of hard tops and two-door yeah. hard tops and the four-door hard tops and, and, yeah. and flat-top two-door hard tops and flat-top two-door stands and... It's just like incredible. Yeah, they, they, they try to get every model to have 19 different flavors so you could get what yeah, you want. Yeah, no matter what, it. you're walking out here with a car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you no excuses. Extinguished. So um, so we talked about that. So now Chris Clark's Customs. So on that website, you'll be able to find some Trailer Park Limo stuff. You'll mm-hmm. be able to find some of your Chris Clark renderings, things to that extent. Will, will those renderings be available for sale? Like if people want to purchase some of those? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have a, a line of drawings. I have a whole uh, idea I have about a thousand drawings that uh, are just need a little bit more push to be finished. Right. Um, I want. I'm going to do a series that has. Um, a, it's like an evolution series, and I'm going to try to do an example for everyone, uh, every kind of car, every kind of uh, vision. So it'll be top picture, a drawing of a stock, whatever vehicle bug. The next one, maybe the next evolution, maybe the trailer park limo version of it, where it's just. Lowered, cool wheels. Maybe you got the bodywork kind of half together. Uh, it's got a blue fender. But so what? You know, you're, right. you're using it. You're having fun. Your kids can scratch it. It doesn't matter. You know, 
Uh, and then the bottom version, the uh, uh, DVK version. Right. Like the, of it, like the pristine, detailed. polished under fender wells. You know, like really nice. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so that would be like a series in a single shot with those three yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. Like a nice, nice backgrounds, you know, nice size. Uh, Rivieras, uh, yeah. Corvairs, uh, try to do everything. No, there's, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's awesome because, you know, there's there's that evolution that everybody goes through in their car. And uh, they, they just, um, it's, you start with a dream. You kind of, the worst part of the dream is kind of the middle. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then the, the end of the culmination of the dream sometimes is not as sweet as you'd hoped, mm-hmm. whether it be experiences building it or the, you know, something that hurt it once it was done or all these kind of things. But I think it starts with a dream and that vision in your head to kind of get that car to where you can catch yourself cruising down the street mm-hmm. in your finished car. Blue Fender looking, or not, it's still cool. about the drive in it. Yeah. It's, it really is. You know, uh, I know a lot of people that, uh, have had super neat cars that have taken them apart to make that pristine car. Yeah. And uh, lost interest or, or you know, the car gets taken apart and, you know, parted out or cut up. or yeah. I mean, because they wanted that perfect end version, uh, not being capable of doing it or having or paying somebody to do it for them even. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to see that because they're missing the whole point. Yeah, I, I, that, that I think, you know, growing up and trying to drive a bug and build it at the same time was kind of the, the balance in life. Like, okay, this weekend I'm doing X, but it's gotta be ready by Monday. Cause this <laughs> yeah. is my ride to work. Type I thing. remember driving that 58 to, to work with no hood. Yeah. You know, that had to be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, a little bit of breeze coming through the dash. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the hood, the hood that I had was damaged and then I wanted to make a f- flat hood. So I found two two hoods to make one. Right. Again, because I didn't have any money. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have the brackets finished welding because the hinges, hinge sections were well, were rusted. So I didn't finish it before Monday. So. So, so let me let me <laughs> let me ask you this question. So we talked about your art and and the time and effort you put in there. Now, if somebody sees your art and they want you to let's say do a rendering for their trailer park limo, is that possible? That's something someone can reach out to you on your on your website and just kind of say, Hey Chris, yeah. I've got a 74 Monaco yeah. four door. Can you show me how to make this look cool? And would you send me a rendering? And then like, Hey, yeah, here's, you know, cost you a few bucks for rendering obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are you available to do renderings for people? Yeah. Um, through trailer park limo, I've been doing some. Mm-hmm. And for those, I just do like a Photoshop, right? Have them send me a few pictures of their car. And then I'll just, uh, uh, you know, just Photoshop uh, a wheel idea and certain modifications and cleaned up a little bit or whatever. And then, because it's their car, I don't have to redraw the whole thing. You don't need right. me for that. But if they have that and they're like, I want to see what it looks like in this future, you know, project. Maybe they are in a position where they could have it painted and or do a lot of work themselves right. and get a, a nice restored car. Um, then that, I usually do drawings, you know, uh, Chip Fu style you know, hand drawn uh, with the illustrator markers, you know, and then I Photoshop a little bit to clean it up. But, uh, uh, but you're, I, you're available to do that for people. Like if they, yeah. if they look at your, if they look at the, the kind of work that you do, the renderings you do, mm-hmm. um, you're available to, to produce those for people. Yeah. 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 I'm going to have, like I said, Chris Clark custom, um, or they can get me on Facebook, Chris Clark and oh, you'll tell her right too. away you're on which one. 
Uh, I just have Trailer Park Limo on Facebook. Trailer Park Limo on, on Instagram. Instagram right now, but um, I'm going to have a personal page. And that's too, and, and that one's at Trailer Park Limo. Is that what the thing is? Or Tra- is- www.trailerparklimo.com is just the site for uh, selling decals and stuff. Okay. Um, but just hit me up on Facebook, and it has my phone number and everything. So if they want to call me. Uh, and talk rap about stuff. I, I yeah, they want to chat about stuff. If they time. don't, if they want to call you and complain about the bus, don't bother calling. Right? No, I've had, I've had that. I've had that. I've had that. There's pretty bold individuals out there. Yeah, they're quite upset. Um, yeah. Listen, you can't make everybody happy, so, especially when you're no. walking a lonely path. You know, you're being that 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 outlaw VW guy. So, what do you have? Anything that you plan on building in the future? Any kind of uh, any kind of VW related projects that you have kind of shelf that you're looking to come out with over the next couple of years? Uh, you know, uh, my view on all of that on any car for that matter, um, is, uh, what, what, what comes up? What can I make cool out of this thing that's available to me? So that's my next question. So, so is a lot of your inspiration derived from like, okay, I stumbled across this. I just how got my I tax make, return. How do I make this? I cool? got 2,500 bucks. I want to drive something old. I want to drive something fun. I want to drive something collectible. Right. Uh, so I'll, and I'll do theories in my head. I'll just hit Craigslist or something. Right. And say, okay, here's this vehicle. What would I do to make this cool and have a cool old car? Yeah. To take to car shows and cars and coffee. So what's in the future? I don't know. You know, when buses are six figures, uh, I'm optimistic, but, uh, there's a lot of ideas I'd like to do with some of those. Well, there's there. I, I, I believe that there's still buses out there that you could find fairly cheap as long as they don't get on the internet. And I, and it's, yeah. it's funny because I, I don't come from the school of like, if you buy a bus for a thousand bucks from a guy, you're stealing it from him. If he wants a thousand bucks and you're buying it for a thousand bucks and he's happy with the thousand bucks and you're getting good buy. Now, if you're buying that bus for a thousand bucks, you turn around selling it for forty thousand dollars i, I kind of come from the school of pay it forward mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if i get a deal i don't think any of my friends have ever i've ever charged more than what i paid for something um and so i, I kind of think i come from the school of like you know if you get they should be inexpensive they've commercialized they've pushed them up but i still think you can find some out there so i know i'll be on the lookout for you because especially I, I have to stop looking for me and start looking for you because when i look at something it's a basket case you look at something like man that's awesome <laughs> you know because again my skill set doesn't lend itself to where i'm taking out a hammer and a dolly and a grinder and all that stuff that's the last thing the only reason right. i'm ever gonna use a grinder is if i'm locked in a cage and there's a grinder in there that's it <laughs> about other than that i don't think i'm ever gonna be grabbing grabbing that. Right, right. it's just not my forte you know what i mean and so but as I'm out there looking at stuff, I know I'll be peeping for my buddy Chris to see if I can find him something coming up cool. Or Type 3 Gia. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I, think I might have mentioned you, it. Type 3 Gia and I'll tell you, square back before. And, and I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. If, there was, if, if that car were to ever go anywhere for anything, I would have no problem. And the Type 3 Gia guys will probably give me a hard time about this. I would have no problem having Chris take it and, and make it into that type 34 square back a type 34 wagon. I think that would be, uh, I think the, I think maybe the world deserves to see a type 34 square back wagon. Well, you know, what if, what if the con there's a lot of concepts, Volkswagen's had a lot of ideas. Yeah. You go to the, the, the uh, museum and man, there's all kinds of different versions and stuff. And um, I don't know why that wasn't one, but yeah. that's the way I would want it to look, you know, respect to the original design. Yeah. And that's the way I try to do even, even the Volksrod. I didn't put a Ford motor in it. Right. You know, I didn't put a 37 Ford grill on it. It's a customized Volkswagen. Yeah. Uh, I had a whole story for that when people talked to me about that car. 
Oh, which card? The, the, the Section 8? Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, it's, the story is that the, these two people, uh, they were drafted into the military, and right. they didn't like the way, you know, Hitler's a crazy dude, right? So they escaped. And then over time, after the war and after they, you know, got established, they uh, ran across this particular car. And uh, they decided they didn't like the way that that project had gone, so they come up with their own concept. And because they are Americanized, they wanted to hot rod it. So that's kind of the theme of War, of se- of war Section 8 comes from. Uh-huh. I'm them first guy and yeah. him them second guy. Yeah, that's awesome. So, <laughs> so. No, that, that's awesome. Going forward, where would you like to see Chris Clark Customs in the next couple of years? Where, where would you like to see that, that like your brand? I mean, we all, we, I think we all work for a living and mm-hmm. our hope and dream is to evolve our passion hobby into kind of what we do full time. Right. And uh, I, w- I would like to be able to uh, do my artwork, um, you know, build into some degree, some vehicles, um, that, uh, you know, represent my visions. And, uh, you know, that's, that's probably the ideal, ideal scenario. And I've really been trying to push that. I actually would have by now, I think had, uh, I had a small shop at one time. Yeah. Um, have my own shop again. I would have had that by now, but, uh, I was in a car accident. It kind of slowed me down a little bit. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, kind of start over. But uh, I've been doing vehicle wraps for, you know, 25 years, so I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Uh, I still do it because it's, you know, it's artistic. So, any of but, you guys out there in the podcast sphere that uh, have checked out Chris Clark stuff that wanted to uh, kind of get a little bit of that flavor for yourself, maybe hit Chris up. Maybe let's 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 get him a stack of projects where he's got the opportunity to go kind of step out on his own and start building some cool custom projects for some people. And this is one thing I'd probably guarantee. i probably guarantee you get a really good value for what Chris would build you because Chris is a really resourceful guy. He can really make... At least a concept. I would, be love, I would love to just be in, in the concept. Yeah. Even if you don't want me to help weld anything, which I can. You yeah. Know, I can weld stuff. I mean, I, I don't mind doing it. It's dirty work and loud and I, 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 it's therapeutic to me. Yeah. So, but if you don't want me to do that, man, I, you know, hey, what would it look like if... I did this to this vehicle. Yeah. Hit me up. Well, uh, the guy's definitely got a million ideas and every car he comes across is kind of a blank platform. So I'm interested to see what Chris Clark has coming up. Make sure you guys check him out on his Facebook page. I'll close at, at uh, Facebook at Chris Clark, Chris Clark customs and trailer park limo. Yeah. You can find him through either one of those. And plus he'll be having his website up soon or his website yeah. up now. No, it's, it's going to be up uh, probably in probably by the time this views. Okay. So know. by the time this airs, the website should be up. Chris Clark customs with yep. an S yep. Chris Clark customs.com yep. more than one. And, uh, that's right. And, uh, but there's only the original. And so you heard it here first. And I'd like to thank Chris for coming on our podcast today and, uh, go check out the website. All right. Uh, until then guys, let's talk dubs and we'll see you guys later. Volkswagen, covered by VW owner's security blanket.